Welcome back to the podcast. My name's Bruce. This is Perspectives. And today on our episode, I have a special guest, Alexa. Hello, Alexa. Hey. Alexa works with us, with our charity, and we have been having a little um, business time going over our different projects, and I thought, we need to have Alexa on the podcast. So welcome. Yeah, hi. (laughs) Alexa, why don't you tell us maybe a little bit about yourself? I was born near the Kiev. It's a small town. Uh, Name of this town, it's Kalita. Hmm. <laughs> it's a little bit strange name. It was really colorful childhood um, because I grew not only in this town, but I'm going to my grandmother and grandfather in, in the village and they have big house and a lot of animals, <laughs> like domestic animals, right. even cow, chickens. Uh, we have dogs, cats, rabbits. And I have more grandmother and grandfather, some of them living in Kiev too. And it was very interesting to travel to them, to their apartments. So on all these places, I have a lot of friends and a lot of different experience. You were born in what year? In 88. 88. It was hard time yeah. in our country, crazy hard, especially 19th. My mom just tried to survive. She uh, started to work. Uh, and that's why we go f- move from this small town to Kiev. Uh, it's maybe one, uh, one hour from Kiev, this town where mm-hmm. I was born. And your mom is a, a veterinarian? Yes. Yeah. And she found find a job in Kiev in like open market. And she check food um, if they can sell it or not. Okay. And that's why it was good because she gave food for all our family because it was very hard times. Right. And you can't even find like money for food. Mm-hmm. That's why for family eating from her, like she helped. Wow. So And you have a sister? Yeah. She's elder, eight years. Right. Elder. And she have two kids now, two mm-hmm. teenagers. Where did you go to school? I started to go in this small town, mm-hmm. but ne- when I was nine years old, we moved to Kiev because it was it starts very hard in this town because we haven't light, we haven't warm, uh, and all uh, teenagers start to use drugs, alcohol. That's why my mom just take us and we move. Mm. So this is in, in the 90s and uh, government's still very unstable. Yeah. Te- technically, Ukraine has become become an independent nation, but it's still very uh, influenced from communism and all yes, of the oligarchs. Yes. And my dad died when I was one year old. Mm-hmm. And all these hard times, my mom was alone with two kids. Mm-hmm. So for her, for her, it was more hard because she's a woman. And in this communist system, woman is like nothing so that's why for her it was really hard to find even a job mm-hmm. because if she woman, they can take her. Even in big pharmacy company, she have some opportunities and they not take her because of this. Mm-hmm. So that's why for her it was really hard times. Mm. Single mom raising these uh, young women. And so take us through 
as you get into the teenage years and you're a dreamer, you're a creative person, but the culture really wasn't supportive of dreaming and opportunities at that time. So how did you navigate this? Uh, For me, it was very interesting story because when I was a teenager, 15 years old, I go to the church first time. In Kiev, it was Hillsong Church. And I come and it was a lot of teenagers and we have a really big youth community. That's why I stay with this community and we have a lot of things that I can try in church. Mm-hmm. That's why I think for me it was crazy cool because I'm not trying something out church. I try everything inside. Dancing, singing, playing instruments, doing charity projects. Uh, we organize big conferences. I work with people and when I was... 17 i'm going to college hilton college and we're doing crazy a lot of things we go all around ukraine we do a lot of charity and organized um, like for kids programs and everything that's why um, i can try everything Mm -hmm. so it was a really great space for you to learn about yourself yes and try but in my family it was so crazy hard times because they don't want for a going church mm-hmm. and because in my family i can do everything we can even go with my mom to bar and drink something and they was open for i try everything but i start to go in church and only one thing that they don't want for i do it's going to church mm. and it was my rebel that I will go to church because mm-hmm. you don't want it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it helps me to save and protect myself. Did you hear about Jesus? Did, when, when did your faith become engaged during this process? Did you have a moment with God or was it just a process? Yeah, I have moment because I'm starting going to um, this church because um, it was really cool community. Uh, our youth pastors, they work with youth and we have um, like a lot of fun together we have groups and these groups was really cool so i feel this fullness of conversation studying bible and but in my family it was really opposite opposite side Mm -hmm. and it was so hard because they pushed me not to go and that's why um they start talking about me like I have like bad destiny now. Mm-hmm. So even once we have one moment that all family come mm-hmm. and all my grandmothers, grandfathers, uncle with his wife, my sister with her husband and kids, everyone coming. And they start to tell that I haven't future because I'm in church like this. And I'm sitting on this table and they talking about me like I'm not on this table. Like, I'm not here. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked. I remember that I ran to my room and I'm just crying. And my mom coming to me after eat and she was so sorry because she understand what they did, that it was crazy, awful situation. And after this moment, I am come to God and tell God, I don't know why I'm fighting. Why I need to do that? Why I need to fight with my family? Why I try to protect my face. I don't know you, who you are. And I tell him I was 16 years old and I take my Bible and I take, I will open my Bible now and you should tell me who am I? Because if you not tell me, I just stop. Mm -hmm. 
I don't want it. And you know, I was I was crying in this moment. It was very like strong moment for me. And I just take this Bible, like open it to any page, and I was shocked because he tell me who am I. It was like these words that he tell me, I choose you and you will be and I want. And it was crazy moment. I really feel Holy Spirit come into the room. Yeah, and I never forget this moment. And through my Christianity, I have a lot of moments in past. Yeah, especially with other Christians, with different pastors, cultures and different situations. But because I have this moment with God, when he tell me who am I, I just go through all these things. Mm-hmm. That was like a, an anchor or yakur. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was anchor for me. Yeah, it's neat. <laughs> it, it was really strong because after this moment, I start to see some pictures. I start to have new experience with God. It's, it's something interesting started to happen from this moment that I haven't before. It's like heaven's opening for me. Can you tell us what you studied at university that was? Ecology. Really? Yes. Yeah, because I really want to study in this university. It's Kiev Mohila Academy. It's the best place in our country because you can talk with teachers, you can drink tea with them, you can uh, like have some trips with them. They are very open. And how many years in university was that? I was studying four years. I stop. I take my diploma and that's all because I understand that if I want to grow in this profession, I should go out the country. And to this moment, I start to read a lot of books about business and trying some jobs. And I understand that if I want to have money, I need to find something else or create my own business. Mm -hmm. So into your 20s, we're still involved in a lot of projects. You got involved in charity projects as well with team from Hillsong. Um, but did you, you started to do some of your own ideas as well? Uh, because I started to work with myself. I understand some psychology part because we have some education in Hillsong Church in this way. And I'm, I started to like, try to find myself because of my father dead and I have a lot of like trauma on this part and I find more projects like I'm going to prison for kids that are from uh, 14 till 17 years old two years we have projects but it's from different church from other church or I start to work with kids with cancer we create a library and going to families. I organize team and we work with these kids. It was two years too. Yeah, so sometimes I, it's because I'm like active. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I find people from different churches and their projects and try something more mm-hmm. other things. Yeah, and Alexa is a very gifted collaborator. So you're like a social butterfly who enjoys <laughs> getting people engaged and excited about things you're an enneagram seven we know that now those of you that follow the seven so so contagious in a good way you eventually let's fast forward to where we met we saw a similar vision to impact culture outside of the church walls where everybody is uh, in in ukraine so we spent a couple years why don't you tell us a little bit about that project we're doing with you, mm-hmm. <laughs> Razum Go. It's crowdfunding platform. 
and it was my big dream. When I do all these projects, I see a lot of creative people and people who want to do something, but they haven't money, resources, they don't know how to do something, and they not believe in themselves. That's why for me this platform, it was like to help to people open uh, their uh, like possibilities, their creative mind, and for they start to do something. Because in Ukraine, we haven't a lot of crowdfunding platforms. And I decided it's the best way to help people and to make money because it's business model. But um, it was a little bit hard because in Ukraine, we haven't law. That's why it's it can't work like a business. It, it can work only like a charity. And yeah. yeah, we had a good idea to bring in like a Kickstarter model that would sustain itself. Yeah. But there's so much bureaucracy, so many taxation issues. They impossible. didn't have PayPal. Yeah. You know, when the war <laughs> happened, PayPal quickly opened up and we were like, what? Why now? <laughs> Where was, our platform? It was possible this whole time. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it was three years of fighting with banks. banks that tell me, oh, we don't want to work with you because we can't understand what are you doing. What? It's international program like mm -hmm. all countries have something like this but it was really cool because we have very good team and i started to teach people how to create their project how to fundraise money for charity and business project i started to study some international hubs and how they help to create projects mm -hmm. i understand that a lot of Ukrainians just haven't education. I start to teach people and I understand that it's really cool because they start to take it and mm -hmm. do what they really want and try. I think the biggest thing for me was seeing how hungry people are for community as well. Yes. So just places of learning where there's not this really high distance power structure where it's like, there's the person on the stage giving you all this information. You know, Slavic culture is very unhealthy mm -hmm. with this idea of power and control. And so here's a young woman, Alexa, who's holding space for some weekends or going to do like uh, education, working with other partners. We, we began together to see like there really is a change, a mental model changing and a heart opening up to try to to create business, to write your book, to um, start that idea that you had. Yeah, especially one thing that I tell to everyone, and I tell them that you should try. Even if, okay, you try and you lose this moment, or it will be not okay. So what? Mm -hmm. You have this experience, you know that you don't want this. Mm -hmm. But if you all your life will live with this thought that I can try something, but I'm not, it's really bad. You should try. Yeah, that failure is okay. And yes, then you're going to learn yes. something from it. Yeah, that's, that's a new concept over here. Yes, that's why, yeah, I really like to do that. So, in 2000, so COVID hit and then that affected the ability to meet together, to do... Uh, you know, everybody knows what happened during the, that two-year period, but we decided to step back. It wasn't the right time for Razum. We did our best, but financially, wasn't it was more of a charity project than it was a business. Mm. Let's go back to, you know, last Christmas, New Year, and walk us through 
what you did during the invasion and where you ended up? I was involved in some education projects. I created my own course and we created courses for other experts. It was really interesting experience because we take um, some money from investor and we do this project two months. We closed it um, because war started, so we stopped this project in two months. And after one month, war started. Uh, it's so interesting because before war started, all my spheres uh, in my life was destroyed. <laughs> it's so strange because even I come to my friends and I tell them, what happened? I don't know. I lose friends. We stopped do this education project. Um, I stopped my relationships with boyfriend. My church that we built 10 years was destroyed. And I just sitting on the kitchen with my best friends and think, what, what I should do with my life? I don't know. Everything broken. And it, it was broken maybe in two weeks. All the things happened with me. And it was like one week before war. Uh, when war started, I ran to Italy. I have so many feelings in that moment, everything. Um, because before war, I praying and I feel that uh, God was me. And if something will happen, I feel that he hugged me and I'm in his hand. But when war started, I remember 2014 years, I was going to Slavyansk. I was going in this place uh, when war was in this part of Ukraine. And 2014. I, 2014, yeah. And I saw what was happened in this part of Ukraine. And we go with bus, with bread, and give to people bread. And this bread wasn't in packages. We just put bread in van mm -hmm. and give to people by our hands and it was even dirty hands and we give this bread when bread was finished and someone can't take this bread two men start to fighting for bread and when i saw this picture i remember it, it was crazy and i understand that i need to move because not so scary about war process of war it's crazy what happened after all this destroying, all these um, people that are very nervous and in very bad mood, and even they can fighting for food. So that's why after all wars, it's depressions. And I understand that I'm not ready for something like this. Mm -hmm. A survival mode. Yeah, that's why I just take... Um, my bag, one bag with documents because we have charity, business, <laughs> all this stuff. So one bag was with documents and one bag with my clothes and we go. And we can't, um, I run in first day. Mm -hmm. uh, we go to Chernivtsi. And when I sitting in um, in underground. Yeah, in the subway, yeah, ah, metro. Yeah, and when we come in subway and sitting, uh, waiting for car, because car can't come to us. It was crazy what happened in town. Everyone want to go. Mm -hmm. And when I sit, I start to cry. <laughs> but you know, it's so funny. I start to cry because all my high heels stay in my apartment. <laughs> so yeah, I have small joke about how I running <laughs> and crying not about uh, my life or that is war or something like this, but my brain block everything. And 
Um, and I'm thinking only about my clothes, mm -hmm. <laughs> shoes, <laughs> new shoes that I buy two days before war. So you eventually come here to Romania with us, and in soon after this, your mom and Vlodia yeah. comes, uh, who's been our driver for us, and to have your mom here safe, and now she has been building her life. You're young. Mm -hmm. You can adapt. You've got kind of your life still, you know, a lot of uh, runway ahead of you. But it's really hard, I think, to watch some of these older Ukrainians come. You know, they were thinking of grandchildren and the last phase of their life. That, and now they're starting again from scratch in a new country, new language. My heart's really broken for the the babushkas and dedushkas and older generation. It's really hard, isn't it? Yeah, um my mom can't find a job now because she's veterinary and she is microbiology. It's like specific. Specific, yeah. She's doing vaccination for animals. And that's why we can't find her job, but she don't want to change it because she's professor and she, a lot of people in Ukraine know her all around the world because she have her own vaccination even. And it's very good that she know English language. That's why she helped Volodya and she... Uh, she traveled before a lot. Uh, that's why for her it was, of course, it's stress, but it was a little bit easier because she can read what um, mm -hmm. something in the shop and she is like independent. Four months ago, she really wanted to go back mm -hmm. and they go to Kiev to take our stuff or our, our clothes mm -hmm. and all things. And when she come in Kiev, she uh, called to me called to me and crying and tell it's not Kiev that we know before. Mm -hmm. It's not our city. It's not our people. I don't want to be here now. And she, she didn't feel home. Yes, she didn't feel home. And it was so stressful, all the sirens. And they bombed Kiev again at that period. So she come back here and she tell, okay, I will be here. Mm. So, and for me, it was like, foof, <laughs> yeah. because I understand it because I saw it in 2014, mm -hmm. but she can't understand it. So that's why she tried to back. And, and many people have tried to go back. The borders have been kind of flowing in and out. Those that have originally left because of fear and who knew, who knows what's going to happen or their occupied areas they have tried to go back. Some have went back and stayed and, and they're ready to stay through the winter. And, uh, but others have like your mom have gone back and realized my, the life that I had is they needed to see it too. I think yes, to feel yes. that, that this chapter really is closed. Um, most of my friends that not move, it's because they have husbands and kids and they have not three, but less. And their husbands can't move from country. And for them, it's really hard to mm -hmm. go without, like, not full family. And you've been helping a lot of people. Alexa helps manage the refugee house we have here. So there are moms and kids and or soldiers' wives yes. coming. And their hearts are so torn. I mean, do we stay in Ukraine where the danger and the risk is higher, but we're near our husbands? Mm -hmm. um, or leave and your heart's heavy every day thinking getting texts and yes it's really hard it's so i don't know it, you can't even explain we can't even understand this pain mm -hmm. 
But to be in Ukraine, it's very hard, especially for this family that run, because um, they have this um, field where army, our Ukrainian army, and they bombed every day. And from their house, they saw these bombs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was, um, my, my friend was in so bad mo- mood and so bad nervous system that she started to scare about everything. Yeah. That's why she need to move because it was not life. She yeah. have two kids and they see mom that's not okay. I've never been so close to, you know, where whole people, our physical bodies, our emotions, our spiritual is all interconnected. And so when you see this, the stress physically taking its effect on the body, uh, even in our refugee house early on, we'd have the ambulance coming to take away to the hospital those that they've just been on their phone every day. And so the anxiety and the trauma begins to physically, their body begins to break down and their blood pressure and, and everything else. And so getting people busy, getting them jobs is one thing also mm-hmm. yeah. that uh, everybody's been trying to do, like to have some part of your day where you don't think about the war. Yeah, it's really hard. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on, Alexa, is that you are considering moving again and looking at uh, the U.S. Uh, there's a program in America. It's a two-year, it's kind of a, special program for the refugees that you come into, you get a sponsor, you can work and kind of start to get on your feet, build your life. And after this two year period, you'd then have, I'm not sure what it is. Like decide if you want to stay or not, but have nobody the legal, know. legal possibility maybe. Yeah. But nobody know what will be in two years. Mm-hmm. Many young women. So those in their twenties and thirties who are opportunistic and are creative and are looking for ways to build their life. They may have originally gone to Poland or Romania or Czech Republic, but now kind of looking, okay, we've been here for a few months. This maybe isn't the place I need to be long-term. The war doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon. And so many people are like you considering bigger steps, you know, to, to build your life. So take us through that process. What are you thinking? How do you feel uh, God is leading you in this chapter? You know, some people, when war started, okay, when war started, some people start, they dream all the time to live somewhere and they go in this country because of course, everything is open for us. We have perfect passport Mm -hmm. (laughs) now, you know, we can go in any country. But for me, I haven't this dream. Like, oh, I want to live in the USA. Oh, I want to live in Australia. Oh, I want to live in Norway or somewhere. You know, I haven't this dream. Like, I haven't this plan in my life. So that's why for me, I'm just come here in Romania. And for me, it's okay. Like, I can live anywhere. I have even my parents here. So it's okay. I can build my life. But I don't know why I start to feel that that I'm preparing to do next step. And I can try something new and something in other country and because in Romania for a build um, like something more serious you need to know language and need to start to study it but I'm studying English now because my English very authentic authentic <laughs> authentic yeah <laughs> to build something serious here for me it's a little bit more hard mm-hmm. 
And I started to pray if it's my country, if it's my place or not. And it's very interesting how for these eight months, God changed my view for church, for people and about myself. Because for a lot of time, I'm waiting for church should give me something. But now I feel that I can give something. But to give something, I feel that I want a community where I can start to grow and to share what I have. And that's why I start to pray. And um, I uh, find this program for USA. And I start to think maybe it's a really good idea for me to go to try and to see maybe it's my land. You've had a heart for Ukraine, for your own people. It's what drew us together. Yes, and of course. So that this is... Uh, you know, it's hard for me as someone who has also been over this part of the world and investing in a particular culture to see the bright emerging leaders go off, you know, to all these different countries. And it feels like the investment of even the kingdom that was in Ukraine is like seeds kind of being scattered all around. In one hand, it's sad. Um, in the other hand, maybe there is something maybe we've been as missionaries and charities been investing in um, this next generation for this very purpose that they could go and bring light and love to places like America which by the way need Jesus <laughs> just so you know maybe I'm a missionary <laughs> in the USA so this Who podcast knows? is to raise money for Alexa if you'd like to uh, do ask our listeners our friends most of our listeners are those that are journeying with us and are our friends. And and to pray for Alexa, pray for her next step in the few, next few weeks. We've put out a few requests to some churches and some different areas, and I know you've done that as well. Over the next few weeks, just praying for the right community, number one. Yeah. And number two, people that can step up and sponsor technically, you know, the logistic side, but then a job place to live. Do you have your license? Mm -mm. All right. So you're going to have to get your license, which is not a big deal. You can yeah, get it. I, I can drive, but I'm not take it like in Ukraine. So you drive illegally? Yes. Yeah. Okay. A <laughs> little bit dangerous, girl. Okay. <laughs> in USA. <laughs> okay. So you're listening to Alexa's story and would love to reach out to her. We'll put her social media links here in the podcast description and mainly just asking you to pray for her over the next few weeks. Yeah, we have in our heart piece as well that she's uh, beautiful inside and out and has a heart to one day get married. And so this is also a dating podcast. We just turned it. Oh my it, God. Turned it. <laughs> Nobody prepare me for it. <laughs> no. So the perfect, the perfect husband. Tell us, Alexa. No, let's stop it. <laughs> but I want to say that one, I start to think one of reason why I want to go because I want to see glory of God in my life because I'm doing crazy step for me. Like I, um, you know, I haven't enough. Uh, everything uh, to do this step uh, like I haven't family in the USA I haven't a lot of money to do anything I want I haven't even driving lessons 
Yeah, and I want to see what God will do with my life to be this testimony for other people and to doing more serious steps and more brave steps in my life in future. Mm-hmm. And you know, after war, I have some trips to my friends in Poland and in Norway, very close friends to hug them. And I understand that world haven't borders. Mm-hmm. There's all these borders inside of us. I feel that even if, and I think that even if it will be not okay, yeah, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So I just come back or go in any other country uh, f- because of this war, all these walls just fall down in my head. Mm-hmm. Global, global faith, global Christianity, community. So, Alexa, you are administratively very gifted, very self-motivated. You love people. Um, so I have no doubt that wherever God places you, you're going to flourish. And relationships, of course, they're never easy. Uh, no, no matter where we go, they're going to continue to form us and challenge us. But she's been a huge blessing the last few months in our charity. If you've watched the different videos from our widow's ministry to um, the different uh, projects that we've been trying to keep up with, with refugees and all of the chaos from the war uh, was way more than I could handle. And so uh, we're hoping maybe... You can continue that in some way. You've been a big blessing. But thank you so much for listening. And Alexa, you want to say goodbye to our our audience? Yeah, bye everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon.